0: Hey, buddy. Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're gonna love the Urban Conservative. Do you like sandwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, sir? You like bulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy. If your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes, covered in butter, and freshly made warm boys and syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. Over Cardi B, and you repulsed by the thought of Hogmar. Check out the Urban Conservative. You ready? <laughs> All right, peace and love, everybody. You are tuned into the Urban Conservative Podcast. I am your co-host Raheem Architect Soto. Shouts out to my twin brother, Dual Ali, the other Urban Urban Conservative. Also, super big shouts out to David Hensley. Everybody over at the Hensley Report, everybody over at Quantico Tactical, of course. And um, I I have to give a big shout out to North Carolina right now. They just came off their convention. We're going to be talking a little bit about that tomorrow night uh, when Ali joins us. So do us a favor, head over to the website, tuconservative.com. Make sure you get a membership. It's $10 for the year. Let me scroll down here a little bit so y'all can see what's going on. You get access to the the behind-the-scenes footage. You get your uh, full site access, your monthly newsletter, the blog, the news feed, which is curated. uh, TUC community. You get a site profile. You actually get to hear us on all of these other uh, streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Do us a favor, drop us a comment on all of those things. And one other thing we need you guys to do, um, we need you guys to go ahead and check out Blexit. If you're not a member of the New York chapter of Blexit, I need you to join Blexit. Shouts out to Candace Owens, of course. Uh, Super big shouts out to Pierre and Brandon and everybody over at National. And shouts out to my whole New York State chapter, Blexit New York, of course. Madeline, Sabrina, Shaquem, and everybody. So with that said, um, this should be an interesting show because... New York, uh, the question that we're asking today, and this is kind of like an ongoing question that I've been having, uh, being here in New York, right, can can we save New York? Is that a thing? Is is New York uh, at a point where it can be saved, and are we too far gone? So before we bring our guest on, I want to um, bring something up that Heather sent me a little bit earlier today, this piece of legislation, uh, before we bring Brian on. And this is going to kind of set the tone for the conversation, if you will. So bear with me a second. I want to share this with you guys. I, I, have my, I have a weird setup today, so y'all got to pardon me. It's a, it's a little awkward. I I'm, I'm, wasn't planning on being sitting here. But let me share this piece of um, legislation with you guys real quick. Uh, Heather sent this to me earlier. And um, Senate Bill. Right, this is this is absolutely nuts, right? This is tw- 2584A, Senate Bill 2584A relates to comprehensive sexuality in schools. And uh this beautiful, this beauty, this this piece of legislation is bought by Samra G. Brook. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, and when you go to the page and you look at this legislation and what the legislation entails. Uh, they want to start teaching some very, very inappropriate things uh, to to grade schoolers. Um, let me share this other page with you guys. So, so, and I'm I'm also going to get Brian on to talk a little bit about what's going on in New York City. But these are the type of things. These are the type of Senate bills when you guys, when people opt out of being involved politically, these are the kind of things that get passed. So, matter of fact, now is a good time to do this. I want to bring on a, a, a friend of the show. Brian Fox, who's running out in New York City. What's going on, good brother? How's it going?
1: Hey, good. Good to be back on. How are you?
0: I'm well. I'm well. I thank you for taking the time out. So did you get a a chance to see this legislation I put up um,
1: that they're trying to run through? I did briefly. It'd be good to uh, kind of do an overview for uh, for those listening. All right. So here, let me pull up the,
0: um, while we're on screen, let's do this. I'm going to add this to the stream here so this is new york state senate bill s um 2584a okay and introduced by senator baruch uh and others read twice ordered printed okay cool the people of the state of new york represented in senate and assembly do enact the following and this is they want to teach um some, some like i said i what i think is a little inappropriate uh, male mate partner sexual violence sexual assault reproductive and sexual health care serving lesbian gay bisexual transgender and questioning youth yeah that's um that's a lot that's that's pretty deep there you would have started doing this and in the, in
1: the legislation says k through 12 interesting yeah that's uh i yeah it's 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 another it's another uh one of these things here, where um, you know, it, it's interesting to see because you know this is something that's been going on, and I know that uh, this is something that they've tried, they've been trying to push, especially in public schools. And and, and I've been talking uh, with with you know potential voters, but I'd say more in a more general sense um, that I've the response to this and the phasing of this uh, is partly the reason why a lot of students and a lot of parents. Are opting to send their kids to private schools, um, you know, it, it, and and I think that again to pitch in um, school choice and the parents that have the right for school choice, uh, not everyone is uh, is up for that agenda, um, you know. And I could I, I'm not a parent myself, but I have a lot of friends and uh, friends, of, very close friends of mine that are parents, and this is a growing issue um, where you know they can they're just trying to picture or envision their young boy or girl, that, you know, the agenda is going to be pitched to the kids at such a young age, it creates a level of confusion for the kid. I mean, and frankly, I don't think that it has any place, especially when it comes through the, you know, K, first grade, second grade, third grade. I mean, that's way too young of an age to have that discussion. But to reiterate, I think that school choice is so very important. That's why you're seeing a lot of uh, parents move their kids out of public school. Right. I,
0: I totally agree. And, and one thing, too, and shouts out again uh, to my twin brother, Dole, and, and everybody down in North Carolina. The, the new agenda is we we the left has taken school choice. So now we're talking about parent and student choice. So we have our own language to, to promote this idea that parents are best suited most of the time in ninety nine point nine percent of the situations. Um. Poverty doesn't isn't a determining factor of being able to make good decisions as to where you want your kid to go to school. You don't have to have money in the bank to figure out you don't want your kid to go to a failing school or a school as pro critical race theory or any of these other you know crazy ideas that the left is, is coming with. So uh, I want to kind of transition and, and get some campaign updates after I bring up this one other thing. Um one of the one of the things we talk about here is is uh criminal justice reform and and of course we back the blue here at the urban conservative uh here in new york the assembly g o p introduces the restore order anti crime bills um and I'm a big proponent of this and this is gonna be an initiative of, of several pieces of legislation that we're gonna back and i want to throw a couple of things at you Brian and kind of get your take yep. on them um so the bail for gun crimes, this this Restore Order Act removes all gun crimes from the no bail list of offenses. Uh, Democrats established in twenty nineteen. So, what? How? What's your take on that? Do you think that's a, a good thing that we need to do? do? You think that'll be able to affect some of the uh, lower some of that crime that we see happening in the city?
1: Uh, to a degree, yeah. I think that a lot of it, um, uh, you know, the crime is largely, you know, the uptick in crime and general violence. I feel is largely due to the the legislation the bills being pushed uh to further handcuff the police um you know these are guys you know the people that that you know it's it's very clear these people go out they commit crimes uh they know that you know they'll be let back out on the street within 20 uh, 24 to 48 hours and these are repeat offenders nine times out of ten so they're going to go back out and commit the same crimes um i generally feel that you know with the left pushing Um, You know, uh, like I said said on the other show when I was on before um, of individuals think that it's a good idea to take away uh, guns from the police and then insert uh, unarmed caseworkers to potentially violent, you know, calls. Um, You know, that's just one piece of the puzzle. But I think that, you know, the more you handcuff the police and not allow them to do their job uh, and the more they introduce and pass bills. Uh, that are anti-police and anti-law enforcement, the more we're going to see an uptick in crime, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and so there's another piece of this, um, and, and I just want to get your take on this. There's part of this um, restore, um, the restore Order Anti-Crime Bills. Part of this is the three strikes and you're in piece of legislation which says that authorizes life in prison without parole for persistent vi- uh, violent felony offenders. Um, so, what's your take on that? Do you support something like that, a three strikes in your in rule, or
1: um, I, I, it's it's very uh, it's very interesting because I know that you know the part of it is we're trying to uh, deter people from from committing crimes and being repeat offenders. Uh, I truly do believe that you know in some cases that people can get rehabilitated. Um, I, you know, I do know uh, not necessarily friends, but I do know just uh, from more of a general sense that. Uh, people do get rehabilitated in jail, um, and, and, and go through that experience and, uh, come out the better side. But when it comes to repeat offenders, especially violent offenders, uh, when you're talking about, you know, criminal violent assault or, or more when it comes to stabbings and potentially even shootings, um, I feel that, that, that could be something, um, that I could get behind. Uh, I, again, we want to minimize repeat offenders and the amount of crime that, um, they're committing, um. But again, there is that side chance where we're giving them an opportunity to get themselves rehabilitated uh, back into the community uh, as a, um, you know, uh, a normal, you know, individual in society. So um, I feel like that they're given several chances prior to that happening. Uh, Hopefully those individuals will get an opportunity to get themselves rehabilitated uh, and back into the community. But uh, we are trying to minimize repeat offenders. I've seen it so many times where people uh, or, you know, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say I've seen people. I should say, you know, throughout the news and what's been going on um, where you have individuals that get arrested that have been arrested six, seven, eight times for the same crime. Right. So uh, another piece of legislation I wanted to get your take
0: on was the uh, police stand down act. I know you voted no on this. Um, So can you talk to us a little bit about what that's about and kind of give us your stance on that and why you voted no on that?
1: Sure. Yeah. So it's a piece of. Uh, it basically, it was. I uh, voted no on the petition, uh, that was introduced by the uh, New York City PBA uh, Police Benevolent Association in, in New York City, um, and really, in a nutshell, um, what this does is really two points. Uh, it really it, it's it's allowing unnecessary. Um, it's furthering handcuffing of the police. That's really what this is. It's it's really not allowing the police. To operate in a necessary fashion. What do I mean by that? So, it's not allowing the police uh, to make necessary arrests. Um, and we've already kind of gone into the, t- the, the revocation of uh, qualified immunity. And it's really just another, uh, you know, piece of the puzzle for the left uh, when it comes to their lack of support and and no support in general uh, for the police. Um, you know, it, it's a situation that we're continuing to see. Um, I feel like it's completely unnecessary and uh, a dangerous second-guessing game as to what's over the top, what's not over the top. Um, And I feel that, you know, in general, when it comes to lowering laws and lowering rules upon violent offenders, I am not for. Uh, So, you know, this is just another piece of what they're trying to pass uh, that's going to further handcuff from the police doing their job. And like, you know, myself and the Urban Conservative and everyone – That's listening that i've backed the blue from day one uh and that's something that i'm going to stay true to throughout election and when i am elected and in office um, i'm going to be doing everything possible to refund the police and put more money back into the police department but furthermore also to ensure that the police uh have the means to do their job i mean you know now they're at risk personally uh when they're making necessary arrests you know who's to say that if someone's arrested and they feel that they're using excessive force. They're not yet personally sued. Um, so that I am 100 percent not for. Uh, and again, it's just another thing that they're trying to push.
0: Right. Right. I, well, you know, it's it, I always say it's easy for us as people who may not be directly affected by violent crime. Uh, like if, if you, you really don't know what it's like until you've lost a loved one to, to senseless violence. Um and as you can see, we got Madeline in the comments. Shouts out to Madeline, uh, our state director for Black New York. She she's uh she's going through something tremendous with a case and with her son and the you know, the people that murdered her son in cold blood, and these people are getting little to no bails, uh, accommodations are being made. For criminals in the state, and and she poses a good question, like how many chances is too many chances? It, you know, you stab someone, you take their belongings, you go to jail, you get out, you hurt somebody else, you go back to jail. How many times, you know? And and I don't have the answer. I'm not sitting here because, again, it's easy for us to say unless we've been affected, you know, by that. And I can uh, I respect your answer on that because you're right. There is some chance. There is a chance that people can be rehabilitated. I'm not a fan of the idea. Of, of certain protections being taken away from police because what are you doing? If you're resisting arrest, you're, you're not being arrested for something you didn't do 99.99999% of the time, right? You know, you're, you've involved yourself or been in an environment or made a decision that has ended you up with the police wanting to arrest you. So personal right. responsibility and personal accountability is really a, a thing. And I, I think... Yeah. If, if you put yourself in the lane, you, you you live a life of crime, you deal with cops. It's cops and robbers, you know what I mean? It's right. criminals and... So, you know, I, I appreciate your answer on that. Uh, one other thing, yeah, too, think, we wanted
1: to touch on. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to say, just kind of off the back of that, I think that, you know, the three-strike in you're in, I think, is also just very counterproductive to cleaning up the streets, because, again, I mean, these are these are people that are, are potentially violent individuals, and they've committed violent crimes, and... Uh, to allow them so many chances to potentially endanger, not only civilians, but our beloved police officers, God forbid, uh, it's completely counterproductive. So, I mean, when it comes to violent crimes, I, for me, it's a hard stop. Uh, because right. these are individuals that are knowingly committing a pre, premeditating, if you will, certain crimes. Now, if there's like a mental issue involved, if there's a psychiatric issue involved, right. that's another conversation. But right. when it comes to violent crimes, that they're premeditating, going out and doing. Um, we need to protect uh, the, the future. And and that includes the cops, the cops that are in the academy, um, the trainees that are coming up, but more importantly, our families, our children. Uh, God forbid anything happens or we get directly affected by a violent crime. Um, that would be, uh, and is directly re- uh, reflected of what the left is trying to do, right. uh, no, which is their defunding of the police Uh, which is taking away their rights. And we're seeing it unfold right now in front of our eyes, what that exactly would do. Right. So we got
0: a couple of comments here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, We're talking with Brian Fox, who's running for city council in New York City. You're watching and listening to the Urban Conservative Podcast. Do us a favor, hit a like Hit the follow, hit the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Share the content. Do us a favor. Go to the website, TUConservative.com. Check out some of our previous content. Madeline, do me a favor. In the comment section, drop the dates for the rallies that we got coming up so I can do uh, do a commercial for those at the next segment. Uh, let's take a look at a couple of these um, comments before we go into – I want to get into um, some of the things that you – the pressure you've put on your opponent, if you will. Um, we got um, – we got Abby, uh, Abby Shuffleberg Schof, Ballard saying, "If Black Lives Matter to Albany, why are they creating a culture of crime in communities of color with these perverted policies?" That's a great question, and that's because they Black Lives actually Black, Brown, and or White lives lives in general don't matter to these type of politicians, in my opinion. They're not thinking about our future. Like Brian mentioned, we have to protect the future. They're thinking about their political careers, which is the next two or four, whatever that election cycle is. So they don't really technically care about anyone's lives, you know, except for their, their loved ones, in my opinion. Um, so she also said this, Mayor Wiley goes home to paid guards, but votes open season on marginalized communities. <laughs> That's absolutely crazy. Absolutely you know, crazy. It, yes, sir. It, it, New York so, City Council yeah. Harvey.
1: Yeah, I was gonna, I was just going to say on that comment, it's so funny. I mean, you take the situation. I know it's not in New York, uh, but in Minneapolis, I read an article. There's a couple of city council members. And again, we all know what happened to Minneapolis. Which pretty much got burnt to the ground with what was going on. Uh, but these are the same people, uh, the city council members, who want a, a police escort to and from courts or to and from areas of, of – uh, of government, um, you know, and, and and you know, these are the same people that are calling for the defunding of the police. So, talk about a contradiction!
0: <laughs> yeah, absolute, absolute madness. Once again, thanks everybody for checking in. Harvey, yes, he's running for New York City uh, Council. That's correct, right? Yeah.
1: Council, right? Uh, yeah, um, New York so- City Council District Forty Three. uh, that covers uh, Bay Ridge. Diker Heights, Bath Beach, and Ports of Bensonhurst.
0: So has has your opponent uh uh Brennan, that's his last name, Brennan? Yes. All right, has he has he uh signed on to oppose that that um this the police stand down act? Has he like where's he at on this? Has he been vocal about this? Um like what's the no. stance with that?
1: Yeah, no, not at all. I mean he um I, I I highly doubt he's going to sign uh, or he's going to vote no on, on this petition. Um, it's completely against what he's been all about. I mean, you know, you're talking about a guy that has actively supported the defunding of the police. Uh, you're talking about someone that supports Antifa. Uh, you're not talking about someone that is a moderate Democrat. You're talking about extreme left, radical left. I, I'll, I'll go out on the limb and say – who has notoriously promoted violence uh, in my district. Uh, he, he has, he's done it in, in, in the past, he's doing it now. Uh, and that's largely part of his rhetoric. So for him to say um, anything other than that would be a lie. Uh, so for me, I, I'm personally on this show, I'd like to call him out and say, um, hey, I, I, I want you to vote no. and I want And I want you to ensure that our police are protected. Uh, and it's something that, you know, I know he's not going to do. Uh, but at least, you know, on this show, uh, you know, I have an outlet where I can, I could come out and say, look, it's something that I, he knows where I stand with the police. He knows where I stand in terms of that. So, um, I'm calling for him to, uh, to vote, uh, no on that uh, petition and see, uh, see where the chips fall.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. And and again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Shouts out to Evan Ross. Sh- uh, shouts out to Gabe and everybody over at the Empire State Conservatives. Uh, you know, we, we love those guys podcast. Make sure you support them, the Empire State Conservatives. So uh, give us some updates uh, actually on the campaign as well, because i seen something yep. about a press release in the email you sent me. Uh, I, I'm going to pull up the link, but just kind of give us some campaign updates, if you will uh this sure. this this one thing here this this uh new york post article the councilman's aide said he was tormented wow I'm, yeah. I'm pulling up that link so can you break that down what is what is this about
1: yeah um so before we get into that i just uh just a quick update in terms of uh endorsements so um we've recently been endorsed uh by the uh detectives the nypd detectives the dea Uh, which represents 20,000 union uh, NYPD. Uh, So we've recently been endorsed by the DEA. uh, And most recently, uh, the lieutenants, uh, the LBA, the Lieutenants Benevolent Association. So we have two local uh, unions uh, via NYPD that have uh, got behind me, that have gotten behind the campaign and formally endorsed me, um, which is great. I mean, that's just showing the continued effort, not only within my campaign to support and back the blue, uh, but that's also showing, you know, the community that um, this is for real. I mean, this isn't rhetoric. This isn't um, something that uh, you're pushing just because, you know, you're trying to get votes. This is something I, at my core, truly believe in. So I just wanted to uh, update you on that. So moving into this article that I've sent. Um, OK, yeah, let me let me yeah. pull
0: this up. Let me pull this up. Um, and then really quickly, I want to also do this as well. June 26th, Queens, New York, 1 p.m. June 27th, we will be at the H. Lee Denison Building in Hall Park at 3 p.m. And then on June 28th, this is very, very important. As you can see the young lady's uh, image that's up there on the screen, Madeline Brown, please go look her up, uh, find out about her story, what took place with her son, why we're supporting the Restore Order Act, why we're getting behind this legislation. Um, she has a court date on June 28th at the Manhattan Criminal Court Building, 100 Center Street, at 2 p.m. And we're asking everybody to come down there. Um, we don't. We, we these the, the the people that did what they did to her son, who murdered her son in cold blood. They shouldn't be released. They shouldn't be given bail. They shouldn't be out, and they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. There should be no concessions made for murderers. Uh, at least not in my book. So these are the dates, and if you could come down, Brian, it'll be appreciated. There's the dates, uh, Manhattan Criminal Court Building, 100 Center Street, 2 p.m., June 28th. If you guys can make it out, uh, come on down, news outlets, other podcasts. We need as many people, as boots on the ground as we can get. Uh, of, of course, if you can't invite Mr. Sliwa, he, he's more than welcome to come down. We want everybody to come down uh, um, for this for this, and, and, and stand with Madeline and support her and her Rescue angels and everything else going on. at New York. Um. So yeah, let's let's talk about this story here. Um. Uh, this press release, I got it right here. I'll pull this up, and I think this is the New York Post article. Uh. Councilman's aide, and I started reading this briefly. Uh, Councilman's aide said, "Who said he was uh, tormented?" Settles for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. A former aide to ex city councilman Vincent Gentile, who sued the city. Uh, alleging coworkers left decapitated teddy bears on his desk and tormented him over his autism, uh, settled his lawsuit with the Big Apple for eight hundred and fifty K. So uh, what does this have this story have to do with your opponent um, and, and how does it all tie together?
1: Yeah, so this is a very interesting topic, especially within my district. I mean, this happened uh, a, a little while ago, but uh, to to your point, uh, my opponent was. Part of a higher staff uh, on the Vinnie Ginatel campaign. So, my opponent was directly involved uh, on this campaign, uh, on Vincent's campaign, and directly uh, part, part, you know, he was partaking in both mental and physical abuse of a uh, former staffer who he was working with um, who had autism. And um, it, it's absolutely disgusting in terms of his actions. And, uh, you know, this is someone that is representing, uh, my district who's obviously been voted in. Um, and the most appalling thing that I can say is that this is someone that again, going into mental and physical abuse, um, he's physically partaken in locking the doors at a press conference at a local law center, locking this individual in, uh, and, and, you know, this is, again, this is, this is an individual that has autism and they were severing teddy bears heads, leaving it on his desk, um, it, you know, again, completely disgusting in terms of his acts. Uh, and, and frankly, I mean, he can't continue to remain silent on this issue. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, it, it's, it's really, it, it just reaffirms everything that he's been doing, uh, or I should say lack thereof. Um, I, you know, and, and frankly, you know, I am calling for his response and his direct response Uh, for his role in this, because, you know, as much as he'd like to say that he wasn't involved or he wasn't mentioned, we have the disposition papers where his his name was mentioned 46 separate times uh, in the court documents stating that he did directly partake in the mental and physical abuse of this unfortunate individual. Uh, And it just said, because, you you, you know, you get this stuff wrapped up in court. And unfortunately, in this case, it was wrapped up for several years before they settled. Uh, But again, this this is the actions of of the individual who's seeking uh, re-election. So it needs to be brought to everyone's attention in my district that this is who you're going to vote for. This is someone that is unhinged, in my opinion. And, you know, there's no place in politics nor anywhere else um, where you should be mentally and physically abusing someone with autism. Uh, It has no place in politics and has no place as far as I'm concerned, anywhere else.
0: Right. Well, absolutely. And, and, you know, what's, what's weird is that people will make excuses for this type of behavior, you know, especially on the left. I, I don't understand, you know, I, I could see workplace pranking around and joking around. Right. But then when you're dealing with somebody that has, uh uh that's been, a, you know, has this type of, of disorder that has autism, you, you, there's lines, you know, there's, there's things you don't cross. There's, I'm pretty sure he he you know you don't get to the point of a settlement if if some if if some acknowledgement of wrongdoing wasn't you know there, so they've had to acknowledge that there were severed teddy bear heads like you have to. You know they, they just wouldn't have moved forward, so I'm I can never condone that type of behavior in the workplace. You know, especially with someone with autism, I think it's disgusting. Um, and maybe he does have an answer for this, but you know, a, a, up until this point, as I as I prepared for this interview, I couldn't find a response. Um, so you know, it's absolutely strange and it's unfortunate, but yeah,
1: yeah. And the reason I brought this up largely too is because you know the the the, the voters need to understand just who they're voting for. Uh, you know, you have a lot of people in the community that, you know, they, they voted for Brandon in the past, and they may not know just how far the rabbit hole goes, or, goes so to speak. Uh, but this is just one of many disgusting actions he's partaken in uh, or has been involved in. Uh, and, I, again, I'm raising the awareness to the people that are voting, whether they vote for me, whether they vote for him. This is the individual that you would potentially be voting for um, who has directly partaken in these disgusting acts, you can just imagine what goes behind, you know, behind the scenes, uh, mentally, physically in his head, uh, you know, as an individual. So, again, it's a matter of bringing community, uh, excuse me, awareness to the community uh, as to where their vote is going and, 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 again, what that vote will translate it to. Um, and it's, it goes beyond this case. I mean, again, my, my community has been riddled with crime. We had a Memorial Day parade just recently on Memorial Day. Obviously, uh, just from that time frame until now, there's been three separate shootings, which has not been a topic of discussion in, in my where I'm from, Bay Ridge. That had that's not a topic of discussion very often. So, from three shootings from just Memorial Day to now, um, crime is clearly you know uh, increased. So, uh, when it comes to the this case, other cases and his lack of doing anything in the neighborhood is something that I'm looking to uh, bring to the forefront.
0: Right, and and it's interesting you say this because the behavior from, from Cuomo down is just reflecting this type of mean-spirited, dictatory kind of, and, and I'm saying you yeah, Brian didn't say this douchey kind of dude. Like, you have to be a, a, a real douchebag to make fun of the autistic yeah. guy. Like I, like, I have no other phrase, you know, and I, right at least not without using some really foul language. I mean, but this is it's kind of reflective of the Cuomo regime, the de Blasio regime here in New York. I mean, some of the things that, that he's been accused of doing. So it makes sense these are the type of people um, that that are running around here in positions of authority. And New York, it's time for us to wake up New York. It's time, and, and I want to be clear about this, organizations like Blexit, organizations like ours, the, the Urban Conservative we're not trying to force you guys necessarily to become Republicans, but we are trying to get you to exit the left and think before you vote. Use your vote wisely. Look at the character. Do a little more research about the candidates that you're, you're allowing to run and represent your party. Because if these people don't represent your core values, don't just vote party lines. As a Republican, if I don't believe in a Republican candidate, I'm not blindly voting party. I'm sorry. And I don't care what Republican doesn't like it. I'm not going to vote for someone that's not going to do an efficient job. That's just how it is. So, um, you know, it's very reflective of the Cuomo regime here in New York. And it's it's kind of. The, the, the macrocosm reflecting the larger thing You know, it's, it's one of those weird things So, uh, Brian, let us know how we can support the campaign uh, Let us know if you got any upcoming events That you want people to know about fundraisers or anything of that nature
1: Yeah, so we have a fundraiser coming up This, um, this Sunday uh, on the 13th That's going to be in uh, Bay Ridge, my district um, It's going to be at Brooklyn Brew Cafe So shout outs to them uh, they're a great organization. Uh, they, they get out a great product They make a heck of a latte. Uh, and uh, we're going to have it's a smaller venue. So we're going to have uh, the chairwoman of the uh, Kings County uh, Conservative Party, Fran Villamarone, uh, who actually they, they've also endorsed me in terms of the Conservative Party. But she's going to be a guest speaker. Uh, I believe Curtis Sliwa is also coming out and uh, being a guest speaker, showing his support, uh, as well as Bill Pepitone, uh, just confirmed. Uh, I, I actually uh, would like uh, for the viewers out there to check out Bill Pepitone. Uh, he's actually an ex-NYPD uh, uh, officer. He, he served, uh, to my knowledge, I think a little over 20 years in the force. Uh, he's running uh, uh, for mayor uh, on the conservative line. Uh, and he's also um, um, you know, stepped in his race for, for, mayoral, uh, for mayoral candidacy. Uh, but uh, great guy. Uh, he's also coming as a guest speaker. Uh, that's going to be from six to nine. Uh, again, it's Brooklyn Brew Cafe uh, in Bay Ridge. Um, and I think at this point, too, we're um, we're at the point in our campaign where I know primaries are just taking place. I fortunately am not in a primary. Uh, I'm going right to the general election. So um, at this point, um, you know, when it comes to volunteers, we're going to need anyone and everyone that's interested in helping, you know, Brian Fox for City Council uh, to uh, s- drop me a line, uh, send me an email at Fox the number four, NYC at Gmail. Uh, If you're interested in volunteering or getting involved, uh, certainly drop me a line. We're looking for volunteers actively to go out, uh, canvassing, handing out palm cards, doing retail campaigning uh, right alongside myself. I mean, I'm right there rolling up my sleeves. I just got in before this podcast from campaigning all day. So um, we're working, we're working hard. So if if you want to partake and help the cause, uh, definitely drop me a line. All right. Appreciate it. So
0: real quick, before we go, uh, I want to remind everybody again, um, we got some rallies coming up. Uh, make sure to try to get out and support Brian's fundraiser. Um, and again, uh, we got the 26 out in Queens. Blexit, New York will be out in Queens, along with the Urban Conservative. Uh, 1 p.m. June 27th, we will be at the H. Lee Denison Building uh, in Harpaugh at 3 p.m. And then the big one, which is June 28th, Manhattan Criminal Court Building, 100 Center Street. We need you guys to come out and support 2 p.m. Um, I know it's a weekday, but this is very, very important. As many people as we can get out to this, um, I'll be sending out a press release in a couple of days, so hopefully we can get some press down there. All of the alternative media outlets, please come down and support us on that. Um, and then last but not least, I have to do this. Because, you know, it's just, it's just part of the game. It's just one of the things you got to do when you have a podcast. You, you got to plug things, Brian. You know, you got to plug, yeah. plug, plug, plug. <laughs> so uh, last but not least, I want to share this with you guys. Out here in Suffolk County, Um we have some campaign kickoff events. Shouts out to... Uh, Cindy McNamara, who was just on the podcast the other day, did a wonderful show with us Sunday, June 13th, 1.30, Noyak Road, Southampton, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. It is the campaign kickoff and fundraiser for Cindy McNamara for Southampton Town uh, Council. Also, we are having our official Southampton Town Republican Committee uh, meet and greet with all of our candidates. That's Monday, June 28th, 2021. 6 through 8 p.m. at Edgewater. Shouts out to the staff at Edgewater. Beautiful place right by the water. 295 East Montauk Highway. Tickets are $150 a person. Sponsorships available. Please visit SHTownGOP.com for more information. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you, Brian, for taking the time to come on the podcast. Once again, please hit us up if there's any updates. And uh, if I would love to get uh, Curtis, you and Curtis on together, Mr. Slee, we're on together. Any of the candidates out that see this, that need more, uh, you know, that want to do a podcast, that want to do an interview, rather, please, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Any shows you guys think we should cover, let us know. Me and Ali will be back at it tomorrow. We're going to talk about this Kamala Harris situation with her in the border and not going, I've been to the border, didn't go to the border. We're going to touch on that tomorrow and a couple of other things. So uh, Brian, I appreciate you again for coming on the podcast. Any shout outs before we get out of here?
1: Um, yeah, no, I, re- I really appreciate you uh, having me back on. I think uh, all the shout outs go to uh, all of the local support so far. It's been tremendous. I mean, you know, we've, we've, again, we've been hitting it hard. Uh, we've been showing a lot of love to uh, the district recently um, I've met so many great people just uh, being out in the field and doing some retail campaigning. So uh, I just ask again, we're going to need your support all the way through election. And uh, my shout outs for everyone that has met me or anyone that will meet me in the future that uh, you know, I really, really am humbled by all your support. Absolutely. So with that said,
0: ladies and gentlemen, episode number 25 is in the can, the urban conservative. And the answer is yes, we can save New York. Get involved. Think before you vote. Take your time. Vet these candidates. Election days are long ways away. You have time to figure out who's the smart vote, what the smart vote is. If you need information on how to vote, visit the uh, New York State Board of Elections. You need absentee ballots, go to your Board of Elections. Don't go to a party website to get these things. Go to the Board of Elections and get the information that you need. So with that said, for my twin brother, Dual Ali, you've been watching the Urban Conservative, everybody. Peace and love until tomorrow. we we'll see you guys.